As always, before we get started, please remember to like, comment, share, um, do something, rate wherever you're listening to this, and, you know, just give a thumbs up, thumbs down, I don't really care, um, just let me know, let everyone know what you think of the podcast, thanks a lot, it's much appreciated. Welcome to Japan According to Akil, everything you wanted to know, or didn't think you needed to know, about Japan. With me, your host Akil, living in Japan since 2004 and giving you the lowdown on what it's like to live in and around Tokyo. Yo, everyone, yo, hey, what's going on? Hey, 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 hey. I'm back, I'm back for episode 157. Thank you guys for the wait, for waiting. Um, it's good to be here again uh, in this episode. Really, you know, not too long, pretty clean episode. Uh, we. What did I talk about? I let you know what's been going on recently. Put you up on a couple of spots, hidden gems. In, well, no, one hidden gem. Um, me and because me and Jeff from my Fukuoka story hung out, and I tell you about what we did. Uh, then uh, before that, uh, a TV show that I'm really interested in um, watching. I really hope that they renew. Uh, Netflix re- Japan renews very soon because I love it so much. And then I get into a movie review. I did something else, but I forgot what I did. Uh, oh, yeah. I give you an update on the Olympics. That's what it was. I give you an update on the Olympics and a movie review of uh, one of the all-time great Japanese movies that, you know, uh, catapulted itself overseas and became a hit in other countries. It, I found it out about it when I was living in America. I'm pretty sure you've heard about it. If you haven't heard about it or you haven't seen it, listen to the review, then go watch it. You know, after you watch all this and after you do a whole bunch of good stuff, like put the like, push the like button. But you know, I've already explained that in the beginning of the episode. So whatever. All right, enjoy. Yo, hey, 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 I'm back. Welcome, welcome, welcome back, everyone, to the podcast. We're in episode 157. (laughs) It's been a while. It's been a while. It's been a while, but I am back. Good to talk to you with you guys again. Um, My beard's still kind of scruffy. I didn't shave. I I shaved, but I just didn't shape it up for people watching on YouTube. I was like, eh, let's just roll with it. Um, Tomorrow's my day off, and and I wear a face mask at work all day, so I'm just like, fuck it. I only trim my beard if I have to. Um, Yeah, so what's been going on with me recently is, of course, I was kind of cryptic in the last episode, which I recorded, I think, at the beginning of this month and we're now towards the end of the month so it's probably going to be about two and a half weeks maybe um before between uploading episodes but i just um but it's been it's been like over three weeks since i recorded so but but no basically i I, I, as i alluded to in the previous episode uh, i picked up a private teaching job um from some people i can't really say you know exactly who it is or 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 whatnot but um just you know some people <laughs> i mean it's it's probably not anyone you would know but just to you know i just can't say that's all and um and so um yeah so so that kind of a few days plus my regular work schedule plus that on top of it and also some other family stuff um that popped up in in between 
you know, I, I was really kind of busy and so I couldn't um, really have make any time to record. Plus also, I'm trying to get back in shape. You might notice I'm kind of lean, mean, you know, back on the scene. <laughs> no, I, um, I, I'm trying to get back into exercising again. You know, uh, too many potato chips, too much beer, um, too much sake over the winter. I was looking at my, my gut. I was like, uh, it, it, you know, <laughs> so, um, yeah, I just bought another app, jump rope off of Amazon. The weather's uh, starting to warm up here, so I can, you know, just go out. I, I kind of figured a more secluded, slightly secluded, not, not even secluded, but spot away from um, houses so much so that I can jump rope um, at nighttime. Like, not, you know, a little bit later on, like 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night, I can kind of go out and jump rope get some type of exercise in, you know, and, and over the past few weeks, it's, I, I, I feel something going on in my, in my gut, you know, it's not really a six pack yet, but I can feel, you know, it's not negative packs <laughs> down there. So, you know, it's fine with me. Um, but yeah, like if you don't know, kind of, especially in the urban or suburban areas in Japan, it's kind of different from the West. Like nighttime is fucking quiet here, man. It's fucking quiet. Like I didn't grow up in the suburbs. I grew up in the middle of Washington, DC, so as a kid, I was used to like noise outside, you know, like I lived fairly near a hospital in Washington, D.C. in the 90s. So I heard ambulances going back and forth quite a bit, <laughs> quite a bit, if you know what I'm saying. Um, um, and, and just, you know, um, uh, just people, cars, stuff like that, just, ra you know, ambient noise, I guess, if you will. But in Japan, there isn't really any of that. Like even me doing this podcast at night, I'm sh pretty sure my neighbors might be able to hear some of what I'm saying or whatever, you know, or some noise coming from, uh, you know, my house, but you know, uh, whatever, F fuck it. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so uh, for jump roping, I kind of, the the place that I was using before, it's not, you know, I would say it, I could realistically use that until about 7.30, 8 o'clock, maybe 8.30-ish, you know, um, without being uh, rude, but, uh, you know, just schedule-wise, like 8.30, I was kind of pushing it, so... Um, you know, when like like this around the time I record, like you know, everyone goes to sleep. I come back to work. You know, I can like stretch without my son like jumping on. That was a problem before. My son was trying to jump on my back. I'm trying to stretch in the living room before I have to run out and try and do some exercise. And he comes, hey, daddy's on the floor, yay! He wants to like wrestle and shit. I'm like, god damn it, I'm gonna pull a hamstring, like, cause I'm just I, I'm just like, okay, man, all right, let me get the fuck out of here. And I just like run out the door and I barely stretch. And then like. That I kind of hurt my foot, hurt my leg in like December, uh, like a hamstring. I could feel it kind of, um, you know, not in a good place. So I was like, all right, um, cold weather, not stretching, you know, is not a good look. So intensive, intensive, not so intensive, but, you know, exercise is just not a good look at 39. So um, I put that on hold in winter, you know, I, I, the past few weeks, like March, I was feeling myself like getting into I don't know about you guys, but I get, uh, you know, me personally, I'm not like a stickler on my weight, but I just want to feel like I'm in a comfortable range. You know, I mean, I used to work out a lot in my 20s, but um, 
after family and stuff like business and family and stuff, it just been put on the back burner. So I just want to like be in a range where I can feel like I'm in striking distance whenever I'm ready to like full on go back into the gym in the future. I just want to stay within striking distance of that, you know, a few weeks or a few months in the gym where I can kind of get my body into like, you know, decent shape the way I would like it to be. So, um, I was feeling like I was, you know, getting, getting outside of my striking distance. So I just kind of want to, get myself back in there so i haven't had a drink in like a couple of no but i wanted to get a beer but i was like i'm there nah, whatever i'm not even gonna I'll go to the convenience store um you know um but but yeah i haven't had a drink in like about three weeks since i hung out with, with a buddy oh i can talk to you about hanging out with my buddy that was that was kind of fun um so actually i hung out with uh jeff from my um my um my uh fukuoka story right so if for long time listeners you know i told the story about jeff and we went jeff and will and we went to fukuoka together so i hung out with jeff like a a few weeks ago and it was it was a lot of fun um you know we went to basically <laughs> we we um we went uh restaurant hopping around because because you know, around tokyo because of the situation now uh we can't really stay out late at night and you know we both are married and uh have families and stuff like that so you know we kind of retired from like the nightlife you know we're kind of like old old goats if you will so um or old something i, I can't I'm not dogs but like you know we're vets of the game if you will so um so um we decided just to meet up we hadn't really met up in a long time and at the time the um the situation kind of calmed down here in tokyo it's kind of heated back up I, I i i'll try and talk about it a little bit in a second um by the way this episode is not going to be super like planned the list we talked about before that's out the window it's been a couple of weeks i just wanted to move on to a fresh topic um but um give an update move on to a quick fresh topic and get out of here uh not too long but but yeah um so uh you know we, we had a little bit of, of of leeway wiggle room as far as the make sure this button is okay make sure <laughs> haven't done this in a while okay okay good all right uh we had a bit of wiggle room in as far as like the situation goes so i was we were like hey you know let's meet up we haven't met up for a while so we met up for lunch um in central tokyo um nice spot we went to a nice really really nice spot that uh jeff knew and you know had some lunch he had a couple beers you know and then um where we went after that we went mm, oh yeah that's right we went to a beer garden excuse me we went to a beer garden in daikanyama and uh hit that up you know and just hung out on the terrace and, and, and you know uh having a couple craft some more craft beers drinking talking how do we get from the point a to point b oh we took the train okay that's right um yeah uh we took the train to uh daikanyama and just walked this craft beer place that jeff knew i hadn't been there before i didn't know that they opened up a craft a really nice place i can't remember the fucking name of the place i would try and show it to you guys but i don't know where the fuck we were you know <laughs> and so we went there and we hung out there for a while had some drinks and then um after that we hit up cicada which is uh, i can put cicada um in here if, if 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 you are um coming into tokyo hold on let me, let me 
give them some 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 love. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me, let me give me give me a second, y'all. Give me a second, y'all. Let me get let me get my notes together. I haven't done this in a while. Uh, okay. Um. So Cicada, what Cicada is is a kind of a restaurant chain. Um, I forgot he was telling me about it. Like who owns Africa? I, for, I forgot like, we, we were drinking. I forgot. But um, basically what it is, it's a really popular restaurant chain here in Tokyo. And it's a really chill uh, place upscale. Um, not too expensive, but but really, really po like posh, but not too expensive. Very accessible for anyone, I would say. Um, um, and there's there's one in Aoyama, which is like, you know, near Montesando. It's kind of hidden. You know, so it's one of those spots where, like, you got to know where it is and know where it is. But if everyone who knows where it is, like, even me, like, I, 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 I can't, I haven't, I hadn't been there for, like, several years, you know. Um, so I even, I know, like, the general street is on. Probably I'll find my, I can find my way there. Like, you know, like, oh, yeah, it's that street, that side street. But, you know, I'm, I'm again, I'm not out and about in central Tokyo. Like, I haven't been out and about in central Tokyo for, like, the past five six seven years so you know you know but um but yeah cicada aoyama you know is definitely a place it was a friday afternoon really chill vibes it wasn't too crowded people out there you know it, you just feel like you're doing it big if you're going to cicada on, on like a um on like a friday afternoon or evening you know it, it, there's definitely places it's definitely like a chill spot don't really go there by yourself definitely you know there were some people taking dates if you want to show up for a date you know, if you got a little bread in your pocket and you want to show out for a date cicada is always a good place it's also family friendly if you want to go out with the family um they have a nice little courtyard with some water in there the food's really nice they got some tapas they you know we had some wine we had a few, few some drinks you know after that um and then we went one more where did we go after that Oh yeah, we were trying. Ah, uh, we ended up in Fridays after that. Yeah, because um, I was trying because um, we were trying to find a few other spots. But um, oh yeah, I got some other shit to tell you guys. Wow. Okay, let me hurry up and get through this. So so actually um, yeah, from Cicada we walked because I was like, oh, I know another spot. You know um, no, we went to like a few other spots that Jeff knows. Like you know in that. Oh yeah, I'm a kind of central Tokyo area. He's more a mover and shaker in that area nowadays than I am. Uh, so um, you know, he was like, "How about this spot?" Eh, I, I forgot what came first, but a few spots we we bounced around and really didn't find any place that was cool. I was like, "Hey, I know this spot in my my secret super secret spot in um uh Amortesando in one of the back streets, you know, but that place was closed. I hope it's not closed permanently. Um like it's like this really cool like uh standing bar in a courtyard of an art gallery that's hidden somewhere in Harajuku, you know, but they were all shut it was the 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 restaurant part was shuttered up. So I don't know if I hadn't been there in like since like since like last year in about six seven months so i don't know if it was shuttered for the day or just shuttered permanently hopefully not permanently because that's always one of like my thinking places to go it's like my fortress of solitude you know if i'm ever in uh, Montesando near harajuku you know and so um um so we wandered around harajuku a bit and um and then just end up in friday had some like crappy food you know we were 
<laughs> we were like, okay, we gotta get the fuck out of here because like we were like working our way down the scale of like sophistication. You know, we were like really nice places and we're in Sakata, we were in these places, and and then we just end up in Fridays eat, drinking like terrible highballs, eating some like horrible buffalo chicken tenders and it's just like we were just like disgusted we didn't even finish our drinks we were like okay let's get the fuck out of here let's go home <laughs> you know because like the both of the places like i i had a place i wanted to go to it was closed he had another place he wanted to go to it was closed another another place i i had been to years ago that was closed so it was just like okay and like speaking of clothes like just walking through harajuku man like the situation again for for the algorithm i'll just call it the situation you know i'm trying to learn a lesson here um the situation has really affected Harajuku because like no joke, like in the side streets of Harajuku, um, Harajuku Omotesando, there's a lot of like, you know, boutiques and clothing shops, like no joke, 20, about 25% of the shops there are closed now. And, you know, these places used to be bustling two years ago. You know, um, the streets were lined with people, tourists, of course, um and, and yeah it's just empty it's like a ghost town now and you know uh, you you i got the feeling that the places the apparel shops the vintage shops and things like that that maybe were part of a larger companies or had like you know larger cash flow or whatever were fine but the individual small owned shops they're done they're closed like you know and it was whole whole buildings that were just empty you know and i was just like fuck the landlords must be hurting too because those rent prices are not cheap you know so um and and if you don't know now you know it, it, i think since we talked last time i can't remember but officially you know there won't be any uh foreign visitors allowed for the olympic games this summer if it's happened, I don't know if it's again. I'm. I don't know what the fuck is going to happen. Like you know, <laughs> I really don't. Um, we um, the decision if Japanese people if if there will be any people uh, allowed in the games is got pushed back because the situation here is escalating, especially the situation in Osaka. So um, from tomorrow we're under another. I don't even know if I should say that word, but government planned uh suppression tactic is what i'll say again um you know officially sanctioned suppression tactic by the government for the situation um but again uh everyone's kind of fatigued by this i think and so um it's i'm interested to see what's going to happen you know um the the ioc guy he's coming in in a couple of weeks and it just really feels like you know, the government's doing whatever the fuck they can just to get this show on the road and make sure this shit happens. They don't give a fuck how, if they got to drag this thing kicking and screaming, like, you know, it is, 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 I talk to Japanese people and I'm just like, yo, these next months are going to be fucking wild, man. I really got a feeling like this shit's going to get crazy. So, um, I don't know what the fuck's going to happen anymore, you know? Um, yeah, I, I, I just don't even know anymore. Like, but, if it does go down, like, you know, um, I don't think it's going to be interesting. <laughs> personally, personally, I tell Japanese people this all the time. Like, the reason why I'm skeptical also is Japan is a very inward-looking country. So, and Japanese people are very inward-looking as a whole, in my opinion. So, like, the whole time the, the, this argument has been 
if we hold the games and if we do this and if we do that, I mean, not in a condescending way, but you know, the decisions are like, if Japanese people really want to hold the games. And I tell Japanese people, like, you know, my students and things like that, no one has really considered if, you know, this thing goes down, if elite athletes actually want to come here for this. We've seen what happened in some other major uh, tournaments and things like that, where, you know, Basically, if you're an elite athlete, like like for me, my 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 number one point of reference is like an NBA player, right? Because I've said it before, like the dream team for at least America sports, it, it's like a domino effect, in, in my opinion, right? You you know you you've got America's like if, if we're following the money here. You know, I'm not talking about like the sanctity of the games or any shit like that. I'm talking about following the money because this is what come on now, this is all about money. Let's let's be real with you. Let's be real with it, right? If we follow the money, the mo- where does the money come from for the Olympics? The money comes from NBC. Oh, it comes from TV. TV comes from NBC, which is like the official sponsor of the Olympic Games for America because Americans are the ones who watch the majority of the coverage, right? That's just what it is because they want to see Americans win gold medals. Now, the biggest draw for gold medals are going to be the Dream Team, which is basketball, and track and field, right? So track and field, 50-50. And of course, swimming, I'd say, is like a close third or something like that. But mainly, the number one is going to be Olympics and, and uh, is going to be um, the Dream Team for basketball and track and field. That's like the big draw, right? Now, track and field, you know, you can I can kind of see that happening. But for me, the big kind of question mark is the NBA player. That's the big domino. If that falls over, you know, no dream team, other athletes, other, you know, other sports. Um, NBC might not want to pick it up. That's the Olympics right there, right, is, is how I saw it a year ago, which is, which is, I'll re- recap when the whole situation happened, you know, and the first NBA player got, you know, that situation that's when instantly I realized, like, oh, that's it. So this time, right, like, you got to think NBA players, the NBA schedule has been really tight. If you don't follow American NBA basketball, it's been really tight. You know, they've been under a lot of different, a lot of pressure and, and whatnot. So for if me, I was an NBA, uh, like an elite NBA player, like a Kevin Durant or well, not Kevin Durant. He's off injury, but like, I don't know, like. Zach Levine, I don't know, just popping names out of my head, like, you know, whoever, whoever is on the fucking fucking team, I don't even know, I don't even know, they haven't even decided, but, like, you know, um, you would basically have to sign up to come to Tokyo and live in a hotel room for two plus weeks with no family, nobody with you, live in a small Tokyo hotel room, not get paid and not be able to enjoy life or nightlife, especially in Tokyo at all. And you're rich already. That doesn't really sound like something I'd be wanting to sign up for, especially if you're an athlete that's already done the Olympics, that's already won a gold medal. That's a hard sell. Um, think about the soccer. If you're not even from America, the soccer athletes, same thing. A lot of the players from Brazil or Messi or thing. I think that's kind of a tough sell, you know, to get them to really to really come in and participate in, in in that in such a rushed kind of manner, like you know. So 
that's the big if that I, that I haven't heard Japanese people talk about. Do the athletes actually want to participate? Of course, Japanese athletes, but Japanese are very inwardly thinking. So that's what, that's what the focus on is. But what about foreign elite athletes? That's a topic I have not heard anything about yet. Their willingness, their desire to actually participate in this thing. And I would imagine that they're pretty much over. I, I would be like, yo, what the f- you want me to do what? So I think they're just kind of waiting in the wings to see what happened. And then they'll just start dropping off like like flies. It's kind of what I'm thinking will happen. So, But again, the government's really hell bent on just making this thing happen. Uh, that's what they seem like. And, you know, in Japan, kind of when things get decided like this and like we're doing it, like it's kind of balls to the wall, you know, like whatever, come hell or high water. So I don't know. Whatever. But again, I'm kind of completely emotionally detached from it. I probably won't watch a damn thing if it does go down. Like, whatever. Um, but okay. Anyway, so that that's kind of the update. Did, did I talk about... That's, that's pretty much it. Okay. So, um, uh, yeah, yeah, look in the description. I'll put a link to Cicada just for you guys. You guys know. But, but very quickly, before I get out of here, um, what I do have a couple of... I, I want to do... A movie review for you guys right but before that i really want to talk about my favorite new anime show i really hope it, it comes uh, on again um it, it was only like five episodes i i i've been i loved it so much i'm holding on to like the last episode that's available just because like i don't want to you know i want to make it i want to make it last you know Mm, mm, slow <laughs> but yeah it's um this episode is this show called the way of the house husband and it's a netflix anime um that is based on like a, a japanese comic um but or manga but basically what the premise of it is is like this you know really really strong yakuza boss um retires and becomes a house husband for a uh, office worker his office worker wife but he's like 100 percent yakuza yakuza the fuck out so you know he does regular typical household chores in a very yakuza way chores and errands in a very yakuza way and it's fucking hilarious to me i love i'm a sucker for this type of comedy because it's so clever you know it's kind of jokes stacked on stacked on stacked um and if you don't live in Japan, if you're not familiar with Yakuza subculture, I mean, I'm not firsthand familiar with that shit, but just from movies, from general knowledge of, from my life here in Japan, you know, some of the, you know, watching in movies and TV shows, some of the ceremonies, some of the customs and things like that. I'm kind of vaguely familiar with the, the generalities of Yakuza life here in Japan. So like some of the, the jokes kind of come fast and are very subtle, nuanced, you know, so if you're a Japanese I'm not Japanese, but if you were Japanese, you could kind of get it, like, you know, but, um, <laughs> like, I, I lost my shit when, like, I forgot what happened, like, he, um, <laughs> that was, he, like, he fucked something up in, 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 uh, I, I think he, like, was cleaning or cooking or something like that, or a present for his wife, and he fucked it, he fucked something up, and so his reaction was like, "Oh shit, I'll take responsibility for it." So he like grabs a knife and like puts his pinky down, and he's like ready to cut off his pinky because like, <laughs> you know, yeah, because the guys like that's how if they do something embarrassing, they're kind of like 
it's like committing seppuku they they uh, ritual suicide like this to cut off the 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 first joint of the fing- pinky i've heard like if you do it again you cut off another one or another finger or some shit like that you know um, if you keep fucking up basically you just keep losing joints in your finger um but he was just like ah i'm going to do it and then his wife was like what the fuck are you doing she like drop kicks his ass and like <laughs> He goes flying through. <laughs> Fucking hilarious for me. Like, that's like my kind of brand of comedy, you know. Um, but the joke is like a split second. So it's like those kind of split second jokes, you know, of like he's doing like a Yakuza ritual to like invite someone over or some shit. Like, it, it's fucking hilarious, right? So definitely check that out um, if you have it on Netflix. Um, yeah. Another thing, one more thing, and then I'll get out of here. Um, I was thinking, you know, because I, I, I'd kind of like to, you know, give some some stuff. Um, it's a movie I haven't seen in a while. I really would like to sit down and watch it again. But it's one of the movies that I watched before I came to Japan, actually, which is the original. I've talked about it before, um, but I want to just do an official review of it. It's still fresh in my memory. Um, I just looked at the trailer one more time to refresh my memory before we started. Of course, the trailer is going to be in the description. But the world-famous Battle Royale from the year 2000. I can't believe that fucking thing is 21 years old because I remember watching it on, like, VHS. I don't know how the fuck we got it, but um, I remember watching it. Maybe someone from my college let me rent it, let me borrow it or something, but I remember watching Battle Royale on VHS at my cousin's house in, like, the year... 2001 or something like that 2002 and it blew my fucking mind right and if you don't know what battle royale is like you fucking up but basically you know it's um it's if you like ultra violent movies it's, it's right up your alley you know and just watching it now actually a lot of i didn't realize it at the time and i didn't realize it when i watched it a few years after it came out you know maybe a second time that a lot of the stars, people who became, you know, even bigger stars in Japan nowadays, you know, who are in their like late, like my age, like 30s and 40s, you know, are um, in that fucking show. I think you know, the kids are in their 30s, like now, like a few years younger than me, but which of course they were because I was fucking like 18 at the time, but 18, 19, but still, like they were like 14, 15, whatever. But it's just still kind of weird watching, like, oh shit, like I was watching the trip, like, oh, that's the dude from Smap. Oh shit, he's young as fuck. Like, you know, and like that chick, I remember her from something, <laughs> but you know, they're teenagers, but, um, basically the premise of the movie, if you don't know, I'm not going to spoil too much. Cause again, I, I don't remember the exact details of them. I kind of remember most of it, but pretty much, um, the premise of the, it's, it's a very quick premise, very simple, straightforward movie. What it is, is, um, that, you know, they rounded up a lot of the bad kids in Japan and as a social experiment, a lot of things are done as social experiments or government intervention. You kind of heard me talk about it. Um, the other um, TV show related to, I think, uh, what was it, like uh, dating or I think people who are virgins. I think I talked about that a few years. Same kind of premise. The government's intervention of a social problem, They, you know, is kind of like a, a common trope in, in, in different types of shows. But... You know, they they come down with some new law and the new law was like the battle royale kind of system where like basically they just drug gassed all the kids. Basically, they're like, hey, you're going on a field trip, gassed them all like they woke up in basically like on an island with a school with fucking explosive collars around their neck. And basically, I think it was 42 students. I remember in the trailer, 42 students one day or two, three days. I forgot. Um, And they're all basically like, look. 
Only one of y'all is going to survive. We don't give a fuck. If you're trying to get off the island, we're blowing you up and your fucking neck explodes, you die. Um, and here's some weapons and you guys got to fucking kill each other, you know. And I think the last person to survive gets off the fucking island. Go, go, go. <laughs> and this is like the first like 10, 15 minutes of the movie. It's not long at all. It's like, and you know, and then like, I think everyone's like, what the fuck? And then a couple people, and then a couple people die like right there and just like, oh shit this is real <laughs> like it's like not even you know it's like they push them in the deep end they push you in the deep end as like you know and remember this is this is before i really had like internet access like that like this is before all this shit. So i was watching shit in 2000 so i didn't really know japanese movies like that you know i knew like anime you know that got filtered over and dragon ball z and shit like that but like watching this shit i was like Yo, this shit's wild. You know, me and my cousin are like, what the fuck? You know? Because <laughs> you're just like, oh, really? You don't want to do it? <laughs> Lay your ass down. And then it's just like, like you're killing high school girls in the movie? Like, you know, it's kind of crazy. Just the optics of it was something I'd never seen before. It is very shocking. It is very striking. Um, I'm not going to go beyond the general premise of the movie because there are just so many. I remember several surprises and, and, and turns and, you know, it's just such a straightforward movie. But um, the nuance in, in, in the character, I think it just be the characters, even characters who, who don't play a major role, you know, who just come up and, and do something completely unexpected or you know, you think, oh yeah, wow, 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 like, you know, like the deaths of this in the, I'd say the deaths in this are just so interesting, you know, it's just such a gore fest, it's fucking a gore fest, and it's just like, if you love this type of shit, and you've never seen Battle Royale before, definitely, you know, I'm sure it's, you'll, you'll be able to find it somewhere nowadays, like, give it a watch, like, it's, it's, it's a gem, it's, it's just a gem, um, so I'm thinking. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna stop there. But I'm thinking, you know, um, I, I I like doing this type of shit, and I'm I'll I'll try my best, like look for some, um, you know, just just to warm back up to the podcast again, getting back to the roots of the podcast, like putting people onto stuff in Japan, you know, do do a do a few um movie reviews. I think is it would be an easy way to do things. You know, I'll just watch them, find some something from a list, watch a movie, pull it up somehow, and um and just watch it and, and and give you guys a review, give you guys my take on it. I think that would be kind of cool. So, um, I don't know. I'll, I'll figure some shit out for the next episode. I don't know what the fuck I was going to do. I was going to talk about some shit today. I was like, man, let, let me just do a movie review. I think that would be kind of a bit more interesting for everyone. Even whether you have or you haven't seen Battle Royale. But whatever. Okay. Let me let me end that right here. Okay. Um, good talking with you guys again. I'm looking forward to going back and listening to this after the editing process. It might be a few days because uh, I might try and get it up tomorrow. We'll, we'll see. I'll get it up when I get it up. But, um. Yeah, I'll try. Hopefully, I'll be kind of back on my regular schedule or semi-regular schedule. Not as big of a gap as it was before. My my schedule is kind of like evened out, you know. But okay, whatever. Let me get the fuck up out of here, and I'll holler at you next time. Peace.